Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Teresa Moll. Teresa is the assistant editor of the Specter World, policy advisor for education at the Heartland Institute, part-time editor of the Phillipsburg Journal. Teresa also interned for Laura Ingram. Her writings have appeared in several major newspapers, such as the New York Times, Baltimore Sun, Miami Herald, and to name a few. Teresa is also an author and will be discussing her recent book, Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life by Sophia Institute Press. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. The book was really interesting, especially as you start off, because we hear about this woke culture and all the craziness that's going on. But you were trying to find out what people's definition of woke was, and you got several different versions of it, didn't you? I did, yes. I interviewed a lot of people for the book, and of course, I talked nonstop about it to anyone who would listen while I was writing it, as I continue to do. Um, And a lot of people are confused by what woke means, and I write in the book that I think this is purposeful by the people who created wokeness. They intentionally used a vague term, but um, I asked one of my friends what he thought it was, and he said, I'm not sure what it is, but I know it's bad. So it kind of reminds us of the infamous uh, definition of pornography, which is, of course, I know it when I see it. So that's kind of what wokeness is. It's uh, it's basically an ideology that uses uh, noble goals and manipulates them to control others and bring about evil in the world. I've also been saying it's essentially political correctness on steroids. It's just another name for uh, radical liberalism, and, and it's no good. And it didn't happen overnight, did it? It wasn't like somebody flipped a switch and all of a sudden this happened, right? It's been creeping into our society for a long period of time, and then it just kind of picked up speed, and now we are where we are, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I said, it is a form of evil, and evil has always been around in our fallen world and will always be around. And a lot of the tactics we see, censorship, cancellation, bullying tactics, these are these are um, techniques that evil people have been using since the dawn of time. And there's really nothing new about wokeness other than how intense and extreme it's become. Um, I think they were really emboldened by the COVID pandemic that saw a lot of people living in fear and uh, manipulated by what was happening during that period of time. Um, I think people getting addicted to screens, spending so much time on their phones and using social media, things like that, um, really being exposed to propaganda has accelerated wokeness. But yeah, it's a, it's basically um, progressive liberalism that has, that has um, been put on steroids, so to speak. And really, it's in every part of our society, isn't it? Isn't whether it's education, social media, big business, right? It, it really is attacking people from all different sides. And to be aware of it gives us, you know, an ability to see it when it's Pro, you know, when it's uh, thrown upon us, but it also gives us an opportunity to kind of protect ourselves, as you mentioned in your book, right? Kind of woke proof your life. It is, yes. It seems kind of hard to escape. And I joke, um, not completely 
joking a little bit in earnest that it can be tempting, you know, to kind of turn Amish and or become a, a hermit or a monk or something and run away from this modern world because it seems so hard to escape wokeness. But, you know, I I think it's not as bad as the media would have us believe. You know, they're very good. Part of their tactic is to isolate, to divide and conquer and to make you feel like you're the only one. But that's far from the truth. You know, the majority of Americans are still traditionally minded. And there are certainly lots of ways that we can fight back. And um, though it seems as if the woke poison is leaching in everywhere you turn, there's still plenty of places that the wokeness has not taken and hold and uh, we need to bolster those those places and make them stronger you know in reading your book it reminds me this you know alienation and and division uh it really reminds me of Saul Alinsky and you know community organizers you know Obama was one of those that was really their tactic kind of divide and conquer and pit you know one class against the other and it, and it really did divide America in the early 1900s and mid 1900s. So it's almost like this wokeness, this woke culture we're being is almost a repackaged version of what we saw with early community organizers. I agree with that. And that's, um, you know, I, I write in the book that there's nothing, you know, to take a line from scripture, there's nothing new under the sun. This is just another form of evil that has worked in the past and it's working again. Um, but obviously it hasn't been successful. There's still plenty of non-woke, traditional, sane, normal, as I put it, Americans who are living virtuous lives. So, uh, yeah, we need to, to look at our history and realize what the methods of these evil masterminds are and recognize them and say, okay, yeah, I know their playbook. I know what they're doing. I'm not going to let this happen. And dividing and isolating, I think was really, I think that's why wokeness really took off after COVID. And we, we didn't really, we weren't arguing about what is a woman you know, three years ago, um, but people were really isolated and divided with the pandemic lockdowns and then also divided as far as our uh, mentalities go, kind of pitted, are you vaccinated or unvaccinated against one another, pitted, are you wearing a mask in public or are you not? I think that was really um a devastating effect of COVID that the woke puppet masters uh, capitalized on, and we're still dealing with the effects of it. So people were were definitely divided and isolated during that time, and and we're we need to fight back and and regain our union and our community. Well, I mean, if we want to change things, and and the thing is, we have everything given to us, whether the gift of the Holy Spirit, we have our guardian angels, we have the sacrament, we have everything we need to defend against this evil. And as you mentioned before, right, it really is the minority puffing themselves up like they look like the majority, when in reality, it's a small group and it, and it is an orchestrated effort. And it, like any bully, when you stand up to it, they end up backing down because they have nothing behind them, but, you know, kind of a big bag of wind. Yeah, that's something I love to emphasize to people whenever, you know, it can be very overwhelming. You watch the mainstream media, you go on social media, um, you just absorb any amount of news. It, it seems like the world is really crumbling and falling apart fast and as if wokeness has really 
made a, made great strides in society and there's no going back and everybody's trans or everybody's uh, identifying as something or, you know, um, but that's really not the case. There's more non-woke people than woke people. The statistics show that the, uh, the Bud Light boycott controversy, the boycott of Dodger Stadium, of, of Target over their evil um, pride and satanic uh, merchandise shows that. Um, so yeah, people just need to realize they are not alone. If to turn off your phone, to put, put turn off the TV, put down your phone, go outside, interact with one another, and we realize that we have more in common than not. And um, don't believe the woke lies. You know, the devil is is the father of lies, and that's that's how he's effective um, to, by deceiving us. But yeah, don't be taken in. Don't don't believe what the media is telling you. You're not the only one. Far from it. You're in great company. <laughs> You know, and I don't know if you've seen the movie Nefarious yet, but there, there's a great line in there when the atheist is telling about how free we are and basically talking about all this woke stuff that's going on. And the devil looks at him and I can't remember which item it was. He goes, you know, the beauty of it is we didn't even think of that one. You guys did. So it really is evil is among us. Right. You know, we know about the smoke of, you know, the smoke of Satan. But. We come up with our own stuff. We, sometimes we're our own worst enemies, and it happens because we've turned from, you know, a Christian culture to a post, right? Really, not even agnostic, right? Where most people worship themselves instead of God. Yeah, that's the crux of it. It's kind of like uh, the linchpin holding our society together has been up until recently our Judeo-Christian values and our belief in God and our attitude of Christianity to look at our neighbor as uh you know, made in the image and likeness of God as somebody that we should treat as we want to be treated, somebody that we should serve and we should um, be as the Good Samaritan was and help thrive. But we don't, I mean, it's still a minority of people who act this way, but we're increasingly looking at one another as objects, which started with the sexual revolution, but as what can I get from that other person? How is that person objectifying me or marginalizing me or they owe me reparations or whatever it is? You know, we don't look at one another with a loving, serving mindset. It's more about about using the other person and looking at the other person almost as an enemy. And um, that's what happens when you take God out of the picture. You know, everything starts to fall apart. There's no sense of truth. There's no sense, sense of goodness and beauty. And we see our society losing that every day. And I, I cite this statistic from last year in the book, but I just saw it came out again, this poll from Gallup that they do every year asking people their values and beliefs. And once again, for, I don't know, like the fourth or fifth year in a row, it's it's really heartbreaking to see, but America's belief in God has dipped once again. And also I will add their belief in the devil too has also gone down. So people are more likely to believe in the happy, good stuff like angels and, and the heaven and the fun things, but they're not thinking about evil. And whenever you stop believing in evil, you know, that's, that's, that's bad news and bad news for the world. So uh, yeah, we need to, to be as believers and as faithful Christians, really leaders and getting our friends and family back to church and praying for and with them and just standing up as role models, as, as good, faithful Christians. Yeah. And I think to your point, right, when you deny the existence of evil, then 
evil can can flourish and doesn't even have to hide in the shadows, right? It's it's in plain sight and people still deny its existence. But, you know, the proof's kind of in the pudding, right? We see people who are depressed, they're angry, right? Suicide rates up, drug use up. I mean, all these things don't happen to a society that's flourishing and that has joy in it. So if wokeness is so great, why are all these other indicators showing exactly the opposite, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, of course, it says in scripture, by their fruits, you will know them, the false prophets. I can't imagine any falser a prophet than those who are peddling the woke movement. You know, you look at every fruit of the LGBT movement, of diversity, equity and inclusion, of even the climate change movement. It's all making people's lives worse. Um, you know, we have greater technology, greater knowledge of the world, higher standard of living, all these things, conveniences, um, even people who are poor, most people have a, a smart something. I have that, that stat in the book. It's like a smartphone or a smart TV, something like that. You know, we have or we have it pretty good, better than we've ever had it as far as basic living standards go. Yet we're so we're all we're more depressed than ever. We're more anxious, more stressed out. Our mental, we have a mental health crisis going on. And, you know, that shouldn't be the case if if we're all living um, living so well, quote unquote. So it has to be, you know, as as we lose God, our misery goes up. So I I would say that's definitely not coincidental. To that point, I thought you know that makes a lot of sense, but because it really is, we live in a society where that small group of people, whether it's in the media, it's politics, whatever it may be, it's almost to the point. It's almost like they're saying. Don't believe what you see. Believe what I tell you you see, right? It's almost a denial of reality and them making up a reality and trying to, and people are buying it, which I guess is probably the strangest or the most frustrating thing. They see it, but they still deny its existence because they've been told and they almost program like lemming to, to do what they're told as opposed to being, you know, these objective thinkers that we're all called to be. Yeah, and I don't even know if so many people believe it or they just go along with it because they're told if you say that a man can give birth or, um, you know, any of these woke talking points, that will make you look um, tolerant or inclusive. Or I, I think about any number of politicians who know they're lying through their teeth. And that's part of why I think that the, the woke movement won't last is because it's getting so absurd now. It's getting so ridiculous that, you know, people are willing to go along and get along with, um, you know, affirmative action or some of the the less intense, I guess I would say, um, beginnings of the woke movement, um, some of the the less extreme versions that led to this point. But you start saying that like a man can breastfeed and people start saying, whoa, 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 okay, no, no, like, it, it, we'll draw a line and dry, dry clean story hours, things like that when it starts affecting their children. Um, we see satanic performances at the VMA awards, things like that. I think it gets to a certain point where it's so extreme that people won't deny real reality anymore. At least that's that's my hope, and that's what I've seen. That's that's what's given me hope in the recent um, the recent headlines we see as far as as wokeness goes. People can only 
stomach so much insanity <laughs> and and insanity can't last that long because it's uh it will undo it its own self you know um it's the fact that men can't have babies will <laughs> all the people who think that will basically go extinct i think i don't know <laughs> imagine what the future cultures will look like when they or will think of us when they read and hear what people in power have said and all these things and you know, it really does remind you also their tactic is right to accuse those who are traditional, those who do hold, you know, natural, natural values, uh, natural law. You know, they accuse you of doing exactly what they're doing. Right. You mentioned transgender drag queen story times. Right. That's where the child abuse really lies, where they accuse those who are trying to protect their children of child abuse. Right. It really is almost things have spun 180 degrees. And we've mentioned on other shows, it's like the screw tape letters come to life. Oh, yeah. I, I referenced the screw tape letters in the book. It's one of my favorites. It It's such a great portrayal of how the devil operates and you can see it happening. It's it's almost laughable um, to the, their tactics, the way that they just spin things around and put it on you. It's it's almost childish, but it does have effect on, on, on lots of people who these lost souls who they don't have God in their lives. Maybe they grew up with no faith, with a typical, um, you know, just functional family where the the dad's out of the picture, the mom has a million boyfriends, you know, things like that we see happening more and more regularly. And um, a lot of these people are, are really lost and they're, they're looking for meaning and purpose and they don't have God and there's a void in them. And then wokeness comes along and says, oh, you can have meaning and purpose if you identify as the opposite sex or if you go in a protest and burn down some buildings because you're against racism. Like these are the things that people are doing to fulfill, to try to fill that void. And it's not effective, which is why we see so much depression, anxiety, and mental illness. But yeah, we have to, we have to remember that a lot of these people are are lost and they're floundering and wokeness comes along and, and is quite effective at attracting people. You know, they're very good at selling their product. Um, they're they're sweet talkers for sure, and, and they make their their agenda very attractive. But um, people are ultimately going to be dissatisfied with it because it's not the type of thing that ever satisfies you. You know, our hearts are restless until they rest in God. So, if we are uh, are good at what our mission is, is in leading people to God, people will will see what wokeness offers and what Christianity offers. And uh, once they try Christianity, there's no going back because it's the only thing that works it's the one weird trick i say god is the one weird trick <laughs> he's not well, weird and, but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and, yeah and, you know the point is we you know through our baptism we were given that candle to remind us that we're supposed to be lights in a dark world and that involved that includes everyone right you just don't get to pick and choose and say well you need to be it right it's really a call for all of us but you know part of this book that i think is very helpful is you tell people you know not only explain the problem, but what can they do? What are some of the things, you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, whoever's listening here can can do to, you know, fortify their families against these lies, but not just, you know, spend their time battling against it, but really grow and, and be the family they're called to be. Yeah, I warn about what I've 
notice myself doing from time to time and certainly friends and family members who are traditional anti-woke people is that they almost make fighting wokeness a crusade and it kind of consumes them and they they um, spend their time being angry and kind of fighting fighting wokeness but what you have to you have to do everything in moderation of course and you can't let the woke movement consume you to the point that you're losing your peace and your purpose so by all means fight the good fight um righteous anger is justified at at some points but um you can't let that distract you from the other beautiful things that God has given you and and that you should be enjoying and that you should be fortifying so if you don't have a relationship with with God, I'll certainly try to find that. You know, you have nothing to lose. I, I tell people, you know, if you're a typical product of woke culture, you're probably miserable. And so, you know, just, just try saying a prayer. You know, it's not going to hurt. If you are already have a strong faith, try to spread that to as many people as you can. You know, say a prayer in public, um, participate in, in your local church community events, try to attract as many people as you can to the Lord. Um, so definitely faith is the number one thing we need to be um, growing here. Secondly, um, I advocate for a classical strong education. Um, you know, the Screw Tape Letters is a great book to read. I have a list of books that people should be um, should be reading and introducing to their friends and family and their children and anybody who will listen so that you are armed with truth and virtue whenever you go into the woke world. You have that knowledge and wisdom from the great thinkers um, to be able to debate effectively and to lead a moral life. Um, try to be a conscientious consumer. I have a guide for that as well. You know, you look at all the woke corporations in the world and all the products that they are uh, responsible for producing and it can get pretty overwhelming when you're trying to boycott, you know, you're down to like three products basically and you can't buy from Amazon or Walmart or Target. So um, I have ways, techniques that you can boycott effectively and then things you can, you can do in your own home to become more self-sufficient, you know, things like growing a garden, which will also grow you uh, grow, <laughs> cause you to grow um, closer to God, I think, and uh, just really ignite your senses, you know, take up a hobby, go outside, enjoy nature. There's just so many things we could be doing that's better than spending our time arguing with woke folks uh, on the internet. And, you know, counting our blessings, right? We've all received so many gifts and continue to receive them. And so reminding ourselves of everything, all the blessings that we receive, but also all those that disagree with us, especially even those that are the most militant that drive us up the wall, right, are really souls that need to be saved. And we do that through witnessing and, and loving the Lord and loving those around us, even while we're trying to defend truth. So it really is, you know, looking at people as and reminding ourselves that God loves them as much as he loves us. And he, he wants all souls to be saved. And we'll, you know, you see how that goes at judgment. But we are called to be you know, those lights and and see those individuals with the innate dignity that they've been created just as we are, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I encourage people to um, approach those who profess woke ideologies with compassion, and we are called to be cunning, but also innocent. So um, there's a great line from 
The Great Gatsby, the opening line, it says, just remember that not everyone has had the advantages that you have had. So keep that in mind when you go into this woke world. You know, I was blessed to grow up with very faithful parents who taught me the Catholic faith. I got to go to a Catholic school. Um, I've been surrounded by virtuous people for most of my life. And, um, you know, I I know the truth. I've been well educated in it, but not everyone has has that. Not everyone has even been exposed to it. And there are lost people. So keep that in mind. And you see someone being woke or saying something woke, don't just dismiss them out of hand. Just say to yourself, you know, pray to the Holy Spirit and ask for discernment. Is this a person who's open to the truth? Is this worth my time? There is a time and a place to shake the dust from your feet. There are people who have zero interest in the truth. They just going to say and do whatever it takes to get their earthly gain and kind of trying to to spend your time on those people as a waste. But um, I think a lot of people, they don't want to be miserable. So they will be open to what you have to say. And I just encourage people to pray for the words and the inspiration from the spirit to be able to be effective communicator and lead people down the straight and narrow path so that we can all be in heaven together. We have a couple minutes to go, but you and you talk about that, right? You have you know important sections in the book where you talk about prayer and self sufficiency, right? You talked about growing a garden or your own food or whatever, whatever that might be. But remind us, you know, it all needs to take us back to our focus on Christ. But prayer, not only for those individuals, but prayers for our own family, prayers for the protection against the evil one. You know, the Saint Michael prayer is a great prayer, people families can do together. So it really is that prayer, that growing in relationship with the Lord that not only fortifies our families, but really emboldens us to go out into the world and share the good news, right? Right. Go out to all the world and share the good news of the gospel. We're not told, hunker down, lock the doors and don't answer if anybody calls or knocks. We're to be out in the world. That's why at every Mass we're told to go, right? Go forth. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. You know, we're told to get out there. And I think your book reminds us of that. It's it's not only to look within your family, but also outside to help all those individuals. Yes, it's uh, it's also says in the Bible that we are not to hide the light under the bushel basket. You know, we are to be lights of the world and to to go forth. So yeah, it can be tempting to stick your head in the ground and say, oh well, look how much ground the woke has has gained. Um, you know, I'm just gonna take care of my family and hide from everyone else. But no, um, if you you know to to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, if you've been given the truth and virtue and all of these good things and knowledge, then you're expected to share that with everybody else. And just imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. What if you were an ignorant person, lost soul, you were miserable walking around believing the woke lives, you would want somebody to come in and try to help you. And just remember that those people are on their journey to heaven as well. And we are to help one another. And Jesus will help you help other people. Um, You know, I think a lot of the problem we see wokeness whenever it does make strides is because people are afraid. And, you know, scripture tells us all over the place, be not afraid, put your hope and your trust in me. So it can be intimidating sometimes to go out in the world if you live, especially somewhere that's pretty liberal and woke and and you are a little bit of a minority, perhaps where you live. But Christ, Christ wasn't afraid. He went through far worse than anything that we're going through right now. And he's the ultimate victor. So if you keep that in mind, there's really nothing you can't do. Just have a little faith and ask Christ to lead you and you'll be absolutely fine. 
Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.